break 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 You're listening to Breakthrough News, and this is The Punch-Out. We're following the news all day so you don't have to, giving you everything you need to know about what's in the headlines and what should be. And yes, we are back here on The Punch-Out, 2nd of June. 2022. Very happy to be back with you here on the show and plenty for you here on the show as we always do. We're going to be talking about some of the economic aspects of the debate over abortion here in the United States. But before we get to that very important story, we want to start with the reality surrounding the gig economy. So-called gig work or the gig economy is a hot topic as businesses like Uber and Instacart become bigger parts of the everyday lives of people around the world. In the United States, the gig economy has also become known for low wages and tough working conditions, which, among other things, results from the rampant misclassification of workers as quote-unquote independent contractors. Recently, the Shift Project did a broad survey of thousands of workers in the gig economy to get a better sense of their working conditions, economic security, health, and family life. And their results further confirm what is becoming increasingly apparent, which is that the rise of the gig economy is a major part of the overall efforts of corporate America to find ways to drive down wages and working conditions. Notably, this is one of the broadest surveys of gig workers to date, and they also did comparisons with traditional employees, that is, people who get a W-2, in similar types of service jobs. One major issue with misclassification is that gig workers are basically then seen as their own little businesses, which means that it is legal for them to make less than the statutory minimum wage. 14% of those surveyed stated that they made less than the federal minimum wage of $7.25 an hour, compared to 0% of the W-2 employees surveyed. 12% of gig workers surveyed said they made between $7.25 and $9.99, and 38% between $10 and $15. So overall, 64% of gig workers are making $15 an hour or less. Or put another way, the majority of gig workers are making wages that will keep them below, at, or just above the poverty line, depending on their exact personal circumstances. In another related statistic, the survey revealed that 29% of gig workers, so basically a third or very close to it, are making under whatever the minimum wage is in their state. The impact of this is clearly significant for the whole economy. Given that 0% of W-2 workers were making less than the federal minimum wage, it shows that the expansion of worker misclassification is dragging down wages overall as more and more types of businesses attempt to use app-based models to deliver their services. There's also the fact that 62% of gig workers report not being paid for their work at least once and 36% three or more times. That compares to 19% and 8% respectively for the W-2 employees surveyed. The impacts of this on the lives of gig workers is very significant. 19% reported that in the last month they had gone hungry because they could not afford enough food to eat. 31% could not pay the entirety of their utilities, 18% did not seek medical care due to cost, and 30% sought public assistance with food cost through SNAP. 
Overall, 76% said that in the last month, it was somewhat or very difficult to cover expenses and pay bills. These various app-based companies always say that people love these jobs because of the flexibility and so on. Well, of those gig workers surveyed, 55% stated they wanted to find a new job in the next three months. So it seems like the majority of gig workers aren't as thrilled about their jobs as Uber's investor notes seem to claim they are. Overall, the survey reveals what many others have and just rams home the point about all of these surveys of the gig economy, and that's that the rise of the so-called gig economy is not some new liberating force for workers, but just another trick by big corporations to get ever richer on the backs of the employees who make their businesses run. In the context of the debate over abortion rights, one important factor to note is that research clearly shows that access to abortion improves the lives of women, children, and families. The Urban Institute recently published an article analyzing survey results that speak powerfully to this point. They note that, quote, more than eight in 10 women surveyed in 2016 said an unplanned birth would negatively affect a woman's life, with more than half of women reporting a negative outcome for at least four of seven aspects of their lives. Most, close to two and three, worried about negative effects on a woman's education, followed by concerns about her income, mental health, and job, end quote. Breaking it down more specifically, the survey revealed that 65% of the women they spoke to were worried about the impact of an unplanned pregnancy on their ability to meet their educational goals. 63% were worried it would negatively affect their income, and 58% were worried it would negatively affect their mental health. And these fears are well-founded as other research about the positive aspects does in fact show us. As an amicus curie brief in the abortion rights case before the Supreme Court, issued by 150 economists, notes that, quote, One study showed that young women who utilized legal abortion to delay an unplanned start to motherhood by just one year realized an 11% increase in hourly wages later in their careers. Another found that for young women who experience an unintended pregnancy, access to abortion increased the probability they finished college by nearly 20 percentage points and the probability that they entered a professional occupation by nearly 40 percentage points. These effects tended to be greater among black women, end quote. And other studies have shown that access to abortion also improves the lives of children. The same brief noted, quote, studies have explored long run downstream effects as the children of the Roe era grew into adulthood. One such study showed that as these children became adults, they had higher rates of college graduation, lower rates of single parenthood and lower rates of welfare receipt, end quote. And all of this, of course, is quite logical. If you can plan your pregnancy, you can plan to take into account all the various challenges and opportunities that come with parenthood and minimize the negative potential effects on your life goals, meaning you will be more stably financially and mentally, which also means a better home environment for a young person you do bring into your life, which means better life outcomes for them as well. There are many reasons why access to abortion should be enshrined as a right, but let's keep reminding people that one major one is that all the statistics show it improves the lives of women, children, and families. That's the punch out for today. We're with you Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. here in New York, East Coast Standard Time, 2 p.m. in Los Angeles, Pacific Standard Time, and 9 p.m. GMT. And of course, you can support everything we do here at Breakthrough News at patreon.com slash breakthrough news. It's your patronage that keeps all of our offerings here at Breakthrough News moving forward. 
And of course, you can check us out across all your social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at BT Newsroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah.